0: You might have heard that the Talica boys were going to play some heavy shit tonight. All right, welcome to another edition of Metal Tales from the Road. I'm here with my friend Hella Marie Berg. Am I saying that right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Hella Marie, yeah.
0: <laughs> and you are in Norway. I don't know where you are right now, actually. You're traveling with your family?
1: I'm traveling to my hometown, Trondheim. Uh, but I'm, uh, like, we're staying at a hotel uh, today on our way there.
0: Okay. I'm in the Cool. Mm. And we got to see you, actually, before this Copenhagen show. We're going to be talking about Copenhagen because you got to see... What's probably the most exciting of the European run, which was exciting all around, but you guys got to see this kind of first test show where mm-hmm. they played a bunch of unusual things and unusual slots. So before we get into that, we got to see you at our show in Oslo right before Copenhagen. And yeah, you, were the, you were the first international listener, friend of ours, that we've gotten to meet on the road.
1: Mm-hmm. It was fun seeing you guys, finally.
0: Yeah. And you got to see a really interesting show, too, because... Our drummer got <laughs> sick and couldn't play the show. Yeah. Ethan Luck, consummate musician, was able to, without any rehearsal, he played the drums that night and did a great job.
1: Yeah, he did very well. You couldn't tell if you didn't know. You wouldn't. Yeah, tell. you
0: couldn't tell, and he, that's yeah, just yeah, that's how amazing he is. And uh, you know, we may never play a show like that again. So that was an interesting mm-hmm. one for you to see. And you brought your friend mm-hmm. Lars, who we got to meet, yep. who I learned doesn't like Bob Dylan very much, but is a big Joni Mitchell fan that's right it was interesting too because we met we <laughs> met one of Ethan's friends named David who I, I guess is a drummer in a big metal band and it seemed like him and Lars your friend Lars were both Joni Mitchell nerds
1: yeah they kind of bonded over that I think I've yeah. actually
0: never in the wild heard two Joni Mitchell <laughs> nerds do like what you and I would do <laughs> like you and I had a big Beatles talk right because we're both huge Beatles nerds yeah. so I could say to you, like, Magical Mystery, you know, I could name a bunch of anchor points and me and you can talk Beatles. I've never heard Joni Mitchell fans do that. And
1: no, like, I,
0: I had no, they were naming albums and songs that I've never even heard of. I just know, like, her one big album. And so that was funny, especially because David, who I just met that day, is a huge, like, extreme metal guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. With was fun for ours too. I don't think he has many to bond over in Joni Mitchell with, so... He enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: he he was an interesting guy. I really liked him a lot. He was uh he's a teacher as well, right? That's right. And so it was fun to talk music with him. I hope he had a good time. It was cool that he stayed with you. And we ordinarily would have left right after that show. But the, we had this great little outside spot, the hang was good, and me and Ethan were exhausted, but we were like, we never get to see these people. So we had a good time talking music.
1: Yeah, so did I. I appreciate you taking time to stay.
0: And then was it i was going to give you something for Carl and we forgot. Yeah. And so we ended up having yeah. another beer <laughs> over by the hotel. So, it yeah, was a nice evening. Right. Did every did everything did you get that tape to Carl or how did that work out?
1: You know, I'm on my way on delivering it, so I have it in my bag and I'm I'll meet him when I'm in town. Okay,
0: cool. Right on. Mm. Um so mm. how far after that meeting was the Copenhagen show?
1: Not far. I think your concert was on a Sunday and Copenhagen was on a Wednesday. Okay. And uh, we went down on the Tuesday.
0: And your Metallica story, you didn't get into the van until fairly recently, right?
1: <laughs> I didn't. That's right. So that was uh, through my husband, who is is—he's a guitar player uh, and he's been into Metallica for such a long time. But he was practicing in the basement and he was listening to one and I heard it when I was in the kitchen. And I just, opened the door wide open and just shouted what is this music i loved it and that was that was it
0: and what year was that
1: uh 2019 wow i know
0: you might be one <laughs> of the newest fans that i've talked to yeah and it sounds like you're kind of like me like when you get into it you go deep because you you know you can talk metallica with the best of them you know yeah uh,
1: well yeah i do i've gotten pretty deep yeah
0: <laughs> so you hear the song one you like it i mean i'm guessing you've heard of the band metallica before
1: of course, I remember in many songs like I knew Enter Sandman, uh, Unforgiven, King Nothing. I liked King Nothing before, like starting listening to Metal Cup. Right?
0: Would that have just been like an MTV thing? Like you kind of caught yes. it on MTV or in magazines or whatever. So you hear Definitely. you hear one, and the door gets cracked open. What what mm-hmm. was your next like? What were the next few months of you becoming a fan like?
1: <laughs> well, that was intense. Uh, I spent so much time. Uh, reading, listening, uh, watching shows. Uh, we also attended Trondheim show in 2019. Uh, we hadn't any tickets, but I convinced Ola, my husband, to to get some so we could see them in Trondheim. So we bought them secondhand. So I got to see them a few months after getting on board.
0: Wow. That's a great timeline too, because seeing a band live is when you see the power of it, that usually will get someone on board. A lot of people who's... Yeah spouses may not be as into it it's like you take them to a show and they they start to kind of understand why you respond to it
1: yeah
0: well so was was justice like uh did you get the album in justice for all or did you just hop around i mean nowadays with apple music and spotify you can just listen to like yeah. the 10 best songs or what did you kind of gravitate towards any albums
1: Actually I didn't like Justice at first, like the album. Wow. I thought it was too I too brutal. I don't know, I just didn't like it at first. So the, the main albums I listened to first was Hardwired nice. actually. Yeah. And uh, Killem All. And then I started going um uh I don't know, starting listening album by album chronologically. Mm-hmm. So I and I it wasn't anyone that I didn't really like except Saint Anger and uh and Justice, actually.
0: Wow, interesting. But I've
1: kind of... Yeah, but now it's totally different. I I might consider Justice like my favorite album by now, actually.
0: Yeah, it's cool how that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. You spend some time with it and you... I know for me, one of the reasons I like to learn so much about the stuff that I love is because learning about, like, the context and where the band was at or if I'm reading about, like, the NBA or certain players, like, when I, the more I know, the more I can kind of find a place for it and maybe appreciate an album or a song that I might not have the first time around. So, well, where do you stand on St. Anger now? How does St. Anger hit you now? Well,
1: I don't really listen to it a lot, but I, you know, like most fans, I kind of appreciate it for what it is. And uh, the period around it was very interesting. I've been watching, uh, God, the name of the movie.
0: Some kind Um, of monster?
1: Yeah, I've been watching that. Many, many times and love it. And also the interview done by uh, Playboy magazine. Yep. So the uh, period around this is very interesting, but I rarely listen to the music. Yeah. I did enjoy Dirty Window, though, at the concert. Yes, I cannot
0: wait to talk about that. So uh, (laughs) we'll get into that. But so was your Mm -hmm. husband stoked that you became a big Metallica fan? Absolutely. I mean, would you say that you're a bigger Metallica <laughs> fan even than he is now?
1: Definitely. No question, <laughs> even.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: So he, yeah. So he actually got his first shirt during uh, Cop and Hell. Yeah. Um, I convinced him to buy one, which was cool. Uh, but yeah, he. so he's been listening to like the big hits. He, he's very fond of the, well, uh, maybe from Ride till the Black Album. That's where he is. That's, that's what he listens to. Yeah, uh, but he really enjoys Metallica. And he was, he was. I think he was trying to get the kids on board before, like trying to get me on board. Yeah, didn't really try that, but yeah. Because so you, you've got it's th- important. You've
0: got three kiddos, right? Yeah. So that's a big old family. It Sounds like you guys are having fun. We were, me and Ethan were getting a kick out of hanging out with you and Lars in Norway, <laughs> and you were trying to convince yeah. me to move over there with my family. And uh, yeah, because especially when we were in Scandinavia, we were like what are you guys mad about over here? This just seems like such a, <laughs> such a great place to live in terms of like healthcare and education and resources for your kids and general yeah. happiness levels. So it's cool. So where do your kids stand on Metallica? Are they just like mom and dad are crazy? I'm not listening to mom and dad's crazy music. Or do they like it too?
1: They actually do enjoy it. Not all of it, but they do. And they occasionally also like put it on by themselves without me like trying to to do so so that's cool they'll enjoy um i think orion is like the main like the theme of the family
0: ah that's
1: uh yeah
0: (laughs) that's cool i need to play that for nova i don't think i've ever played her that i've i play Ah. it occasionally around the house but not as much my my daughter Mm. thankfully loves the beatles and she'll she'll play that herself and she knows the words and so i feel like i got really lucky with i mean most kids like the beatles but i do feel like without having to pressure her or anything. Mm-hmm. I do foist Bob Dylan on her a little bit. I do sort of, you know, she'll play like, um, she'll play stuff that kids like from movies, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, here's blowing in, Here's <laughs> blowing in the wind, dude. Listen to these. Ly- these are good. lyrics. You know? I, that, Dylan's the yeah. only one I have to do that for. I'm like, you really need to listen to the lyric. These are really good, you know, but but she likes it. Yeah, she does. Her favorite Dylan song is a song, a kind of a deep cut called shooting star from like a record from the eighties. So, yeah. I mean, I make her. I made her these little mixtapes and she has a little tape player by her bed and there's tons of Dylan on it and tons of Beatles awesome. and Tom Petty. Maybe I need to start putting some Orion on there.
1: I think she should. <laughs> it's a good one. It's
0: interesting that the, an instrumental song is kind of like the family, the Berg family Metallica song.
1: Yeah. But the thing is, you know, my kids doesn't know English, so Ah. uh, uh, yeah. So maybe that makes it—I don't know—more accessible. I'm not sure. I don't. They listen to other, um, to other music with English lyrics, though. So,
0: but what's it like for you as a family? Like, because you know English well. I I know you were had a little trepidation about doing a metal tales, but I think your English is great. How How did you learn English? Do Do most Norwegians? Are they bilingual, or how does it work?
1: We learn it at school? I think it's from third grade um that we learned when I was at school, and uh we do it through the whole uh like through high school even and also when I went on to study, most of the curriculum would be in english, so you you will have to yeah do yeah mm.
0: so your kids eventually will learn English in school,
1: yeah. So my oldest kid, he's turning nine now. So he's learned, well, he's been learning English at school this year. And he started now reading, like, simple books. Yeah. To so just, yeah.
0: Do you guys speak a lot of English around the house?
1: Never. Well, that's not entirely true, I realize. Because my sister lives in the States, um, and her husband is American. So when they're over, we do speak English. Yeah. But they're not that often over, so
0: my uh my wife's family is Puerto Rican and uh they at, when i first started coming around which was a long time ago now over 10 years ago mm. they would like speak mm. english around me as a courtesy and uh they still do when when i'm talking to them but when they're talking about like family stuff or like other stuff and they just want to get to the point they don't they just talk in spanish they don't care if i know what they're <laughs> saying
1: <laughs> do you understand it though
0: uh no i mean kind no. of i'm i'm more of a uh, <laughs> I, I understand body language really well. So I could piece it yep. together based on like what they're laughing about or their body language. But in terms of like actually picking up the language, no, I'm, I'm yeah. too dumb and don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you know, I'm happy to just watch a basketball game and they can talk about whatever they're talking about. But I used to be kind of uptight about it. I'm like, what are they, what are they saying? You know, like, oh. I want to know now I'm like, Oh, whatever. They can even be talking about me. It's fine. No problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's different from a person from an English-speaking country. You don't really have to learn that many languages.
0: Where does your sister live in the States?
1: Uh, Connecticut, Essex.
0: Okay, cool. And do you guys ever come over and visit?
1: Well, I did. Uh, I came home about a week ago. So I went there by myself because she just had a baby, Uh, her second kid.
0: Well, I hope that maybe you can come visit her and then we can all... uh, Hang out over here somewhere, if that makes sense. If it makes sense for the travel, that would be
1: very nice. Because mm-hmm.
0: you're up there by Jersey, and we kind of have this dream of throwing like a, a metal up your podcast party in New Jersey. I don't know how to do it. We've come close. <laughs> We've like found venues for it and stuff. But how fun would that yeah. be? We've got to figure that out.
1: It would be very fun and also easy because of the airport. Exactly. So for from the, from Norway, it works very well. I'd come definitely.
0: Yeah. How were all your, all your flights okay, getting getting there and back and everything?
1: Uh, it went fine for me. Uh, everything was on uh, schedule and stuff, but uh, there's a big strike now. So my sister was actually going to come tomorrow, but she won't be able to. Yeah. So she was, yeah, the, the whole, her whole family was uh, coming over. And we were planning on this big family uh, unite, but uh, it doesn't work. And she uh, hasn't seen her whole family since 20, well, 2019. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the airlines are dicey. While we were in the UK, there were these big tube strikes. And so yeah. like, people, it was like really weird to be over there during that. Mm. um well okay well so let's talk about getting to Copenhagen. so you had already had yeah. you and your husband had already had tickets <laughs> and you ended up meeting with uh, a group of girls from the podcast had you guys already been okay. in contact kat anya nicole and who am i leaving out sasha
1: well i knew they were coming i think um and then um it was through the uh through the forums that um, I saw that they were uh, going out, so I contacted them. Kat gave me her WhatsApp, and I contacted her, and we tried to meet at uh, several points, and we missed each other's text. But finally, we we met up. So that was very very cool.
0: And where were you at for the show? Where did you, you did you guys end up on the rail or anything?
1: Well, actually, we had uh, snake pit passes.
0: Ah, that's right.
1: So yeah, <laughs> so we, I stood uh, together with Ula, my husband, and. Uh, uh, Kat
0: and Sasha was there too. Wow, unbelievable! Mm-hmm. And this is the first time you'd seen them since Trondheim, and Trondheim was yeah. your first show, right?
1: That's right.
0: But so between, if, between Trondheim yeah. and now, though, you you've become like a Metallica diehard. So you you know a lot more. You're you're coming into that show with a much different you know set of understanding, right, about the set list and the songs and the material. So. I'm trying to remember what they did right before they went over there. I guess it was Boston Calling, maybe, or like Vegas. And yeah,
1: I don't remember.
0: And we knew that these were going to be festivals mostly, so I think there was some like greatest hits feelings about it. And uh, we can start talking about the set list because it was it was I was glad to be kind of over in that part of the world when this was happening because I was up, you know, like on the Discord as it was burning down, and we were all just freaking out. Really, the Sandman at the third slot was like,
1: yeah, yeah. That's when it started. When everyone was just yeah shaking and yeah looking at each other. So the thing was, uh, from where we stood, we could actually see the set lists, pasted. And I was like trying to well debating on whether to have a look or not, but I just couldn't avoid it. Uh, So I did. But uh, the other guys around me, um, not Kat and Sasha, but others were like, I jo- uh, think this was like a joke that it, this was a fake setlist.
0: Ah. No way this would happen. Right, to throw everybody off. So,
1: yeah, because that's been done before, I, uh, I understood it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it wasn't, it was the actual setlist that was there.
0: I would have I think I would have tried to not look, but if it's just right there in front of you, what are you going to do? You can't not yes. look at it for 90 minutes. So
1: Well, I was I had to like try to have a look at it because someone took a picture. So I was just too weak to not have a look at the the person's phone.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, so I love that you were in the snake pit for it too because if I mean, I'm sure many diehard fans were outside of the snake pit of course the people in the snake pit are the crazy knuckleheads like us so everyone mm. probably collectively knew at the exact moment that sandman at slot three means anything is possible
1: yeah you could see everyone just uh looking at each other in like pure uh, puzzlement like what is this so and everyone was also super excited to hear it because normally it will come at the end you know yeah uh, and like be the um, yeah the yeah, end of the show the wrap up, but now it was like a bigger part of the show. So everyone was sticking out to Sandman.
0: And I think it's smart. I mean, I, I actually mentioned this on an episode, a previous episode, where I was like, "They need to start mixing mm-hmm. that up." And obviously, they listened to yeah. the show because they did. But
1: absolutely, <laughs> it's like
0: you get to hear now. We all get to hear Sandman do, like almost like not for the first time again, but we get to hear it differently and enjoy it again instead of it being the demarcation point of like the end of the show, their big hit yeah, them doing it in slot three at the top is like, it's like, whoa, I'm excited to hear Sandman again for the first time in a long time.
1: Yeah. So I was so happy about
0: that. What'd you think about when they came out with whiplash and creep? Were you, um, what, you know, those moments are, are intense. Cause you're trying to take it all in. You're trying to like, get a good look at the boys. Yeah. You're trying to just get set. You know, what was that like for you? Mm.
1: Mm-hmm well i was uh stoked to hear both of them uh weplash because i i hadn't heard it before and it's it's a very cool opener i think yeah and also creeping death is like i know many have heard it before and i even heard it i think in trondheim uh 2019 but it's such a good tune to have uh, to hear live so i was uh yeah really digging out to creeping death
0: i would take creeping death at every show i see from now on yeah yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's one of the best ever. Mm. Did they? I agree. Did they? I haven't s- seen videos of this. I have. I've s- somehow resisted doing that. When they, yeah. so the tr- I'm just curious if you can remember the transition between Creep and Sandman. Did they do anything? Did they say anything?
1: No, they, 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 I don't think they said anything. I think there was like uh, Kirk's guitar. I think was like sounding after, and then they went into into Sandman. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure I do, but. I think so.
0: Did they say anything after Sandman? Did they acknowledge at all how crazy it was?
1: I don't think so.
0: Yeah, they just went for it and just dug in. I love it. It's cool.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Are you the kind of person that gets the uh, the official live Metallica like, CDs or downloads of a show you've been to?
1: I did for Tonya. So I guess I will do that for this too. But I haven't watched it after.
0: Yeah. Yet. I'm looking hmm. on their website. They have it for 1981 right now. I will... That. uh so then you get harvester of sorrow which i think is a fine song mm-hmm. that's kind of a i would have been glad to have seen i've been able to see it live a few times I, I like it
1: oh i love that one and also me and would went with another friend couple of ours who was they were not in the snake pit but uh the guy of this couple he is a big harvester fan so i was happy to hear that cool coming on yeah
0: and you said that justice is now probably your favorite record right
1: yeah that's right so there you <laughs> so, go yeah.
0: And then you, another... Now, what we, we would come to see is that Trapped... <laughs> they played Trapped at almost every show. Yeah. But when this show happened, it was like, oh my God, they're playing Trapped Under
1: Ice. I couldn't believe it. When I when I saw it first, when I saw the uh, set list before and then when it happened. Yeah, that was
0: crazy. I would love to see that.
1: So I think uh, James did very well. Uh, his voice sounded very well through the whole song. So that, yeah, it's it's hard to sing that one. But yeah.
0: Have you tried? Is that like a is that like a shower or a, or a car song for you?
1: I have not. <laughs> I sing it to my kids every night. No, I don't. <laughs> it's a great um, lullaby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. But you can hear like it's like very light and then far down. Yeah, it's seven.
0: yeah, it's real high.
1: Seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those that chorus is high. So yeah, I, I will say. And then the next song, which is another just shocker on the set list, was "Bleeding yeah. Me." I did I did go and watch the "Bleeding Me" because I was curious, like. Yeah how it's, you know, if they were going to pull it off. And I couldn't believe how good it sounded. Like, and it, it wasn't like one of their mixed things. It was like a fan phone video. So adjusting for the, you know the sonic problems with the phone he james sounded mm. great singing it like the band sounded, i mean what, I what was your perception of it first of all what was everyone's reaction and then how did it sound
1: well when people uh understood that it was bleeding me like especially like the people close to where i stood both in the snake pit, but also on the other side of the oh, well, outside the snake pit, where uh oh digging it loving it, to hear that one um, and for, from my part, I was just standing there taking it in. I don't think I even sang along to that. Uh, sang along to that one. I was just listening, just taking it in because it's it's such a beautiful song, uh, and really special uh, to hear it, to get to hear it live.
0: And I think they only did so, it one more time, and so that kind of ended up being a, a big treat. Or where mm. where are you out on the load and reload era? Do You like those records?
1: I do. They're not the records I listen the most to, but I do like them.
0: What about your your husband is he you said he's more of a ride the lightning through the black album?
1: I think he enjoys songs from both albums, but he doesn't listen to them that often but he's not he's not this, he's not only a metal guy he's like he's playing pedal steel and banjo and stuff ah. so he's uh, into the folk kind of music but um he enjoys songs from it uh but doesn't listen to the
0: album did you have a sense at all like i remember when i was in the snake pit i was on the front rail of the snake pit in 2017 and i i had no real sense of like anyone else i had a vibe i had a sense of the snake pit but i couldn't really tell like what the crowd was like um but i wonder if people other than the snake pit and other than like a handful of thousand of diehards like, I wonder what the reaction was like out in sort of the the general population of the show. If that was like a pee break song, or if everyone was excited to hear it.
1: I don't really know, but I would kind of guess it would be. Don't you think? I'm not sh- I don't know. If you are uh, just a casual uh, listener going to a Metallica show, I don't know. I guess many thought that it wasn't a the hit they were waiting because for. it's kind
0: of a long, maybe? it's long. It's like seven minutes long. It's close, Yeah. slow jam. Mm. Um it would have been the highlight for me for sure. So and almost to the very yeah. point that I'm making, right after bleeding me, they're like, well, we probably need to play Sabbath true. Like they they yeah. hit you with like <laughs> one of the best live songs of their whole catalog.
1: Yeah. I love Sabbath true also. And uh, I know many who has been into Metallica for years and hearing um or attending many shows there heard this one uh at everyone at Uh, or about so but i just love hearing it like
0: i would say creeping death Sabbath true and uh master puppets are the three that i'll take at every show yeah because i could do with a i could do without sandman i could do without nothing else matters which the other crazy thing about your show i mean this is the first time they they haven't played nothing else matters in forever and i thought that it was because of what i call the great kirk fuffle of
1: 2022
0: yeah yeah (laughs) But then they played it a few nights later, so I guess it wasn't that big of a deal.
1: No, I didn't miss it. Uh, I was happy with not getting it. Actually, I could definitely listen to nothing uh, by myself, but at a live show, I prefer it without, I think.
0: So are you you kind of hanging out and talking with Sasha and Kat during all this? Like, are you guys kind of like vibing on it?
1: Not so much during the show. We did talk a lot before the show. Yeah. Uh, because we were staying there for a long time. We even saw the two bands before Metallica with first Suicidal Tendencies and then a Danish band called Dismiss Lizzie.
0: And how were those bands?
1: I enjoyed Suicidal Tendencies. They were really cool to watch. I haven't listened to them before, uh, but I really enjoyed their show. And the lead uh, singer, he's like... Crazy with his uh, moves when he's singing. It was uh yeah, insane. And also you could see uh Ty play and also you would see Bob coming out on the edge of the stage just to watch, yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: That's really cool that Ty's playing in that band, like his dad's former mm, band. I know. They're opening for Metallica, his dad's band. That's so cool.
1: And uh the Danish band, I didn't like them quite as much. Uh they were pretty good, but also I think i I'm not sure if this is just me or if it was uh, experience for everyone, but the sound was so high during that one, so it kind of hurt oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> standing there. And like, yeah, so that wasn't really pleasant. So
0: yeah, I've seen some shows before where it was like physically painful to be there, and like I'm, I'm not into yeah. that. I I saw a show last night though on the on the other end of that yeah. spectrum where it was so muddy and quiet that it was like oh. I don't want to be able to talk to my buddy during it. You know, like I was mm. just talking to him normally. It, it was just like the TV oh. was on or something. But that super piercing, loud thing. No, thanks.
1: Something in between would be. Something reasonable
0: great. in between. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. All right. So uh, True, then you get the next shocker, which was Dirty Window. Yeah. And I actually did go and watch a video of this one. Maybe not the Copenhagen one, but I watched a live version of it. Sounded great. Mm. Sounds great. Loved it.
1: Yeah, me too uh and it's it's not one of the songs i listen the most to you know yeah uh but uh i really enjoyed it and also it's kind of uh easy to sing along with like some some lines so it's easy to interact with like the band
0: well it's kind of so, like blackened where it's like i don't know what yeah. order the protector and projector yeah. and rejector. No. as long as you just <laughs> jump in and in with ector yeah you're having fun yeah, you know during- devastation. Yeah. you know it's like uh, <laughs> I was actually looking at James singing and I was like is he looking at a teleprompter but he had his eyes closed he must have memorized it I okay, so it yeah
1: I think he likes that one
0: I think he does too um I don't know if it was at your show but the one that I looked up he said something before that was kind of dad hat funny where he was like you know it's who out there like saying anger and he's like I know. he kind of acknowledged that it's you know a divisive record and then he said well we'll i'll check back in with you after we play this and then they kind of play mm. a great version of like a five and a half minute version of dirty window and it's like oh shit that's really good
1: i think he did the same for every show like like uh if i say this saint anger and he's like uh cheering and like he, with his thumbs up and then people go Burp! yeah and then he goes saint Anger,"
0: uh and yeah. then
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Did people boo um, or anything? Did people actually like
1: <laughs> not where I stood, at least. Yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't.
0: I would cheer for St. Anger. I've been saying I've been wanting them to put a St. Anger song like Dirty Window in the set for a long time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a favorite song from the album?
1: Uh I think uh uh The Unnamed Feeling oh, yeah. would be the one not to the most. Yep. That's I got to one. hear St. Anger in Plenium. I thought that was working out fine as well. Yep. Uh, live. Um, I Do you remember now something? Because I I think maybe it would be after Enter Sandman or it was after Harvester. He, James said something about now that we played all the our good songs or something like that. And then, yeah. Interesting. So, wouldn't make sense if it was after Sandman.
0: I would love to. I don't know if you've seen, um, I'm sure you have, that John Lennon's last major interview was the is a playboy Mm. interview with david chef have you read that
1: Mm. i did but it's been a while
0: it's it's pretty good it's a pretty good interview but he does this thing where he just names all the beatles songs and just gets Mm. like a one sentence response (laughs) from john and some of it's as you can imagine pretty funny oh because the the david chef is like i want to know just your quick remembrance of like who wrote it because they're all lynn and mccartney but like after 1963 they mostly wrote by themselves so some of them are funny like like he's like i'll follow the sun and john's like are you kidding me tomorrow may rain so i'll follow the sun that's paul next you know it's like (laughs)
1: yeah which i love
0: i'll follow the sun but um i'd love to do that with james like i would love to just know because you know you know there are songs that he does not think are very good i think he even Mm -hmm. said that when they played escape at one of the orion festivals they they, he's like oh here they get to it on the set list and he's like The song I never thought I would play. Well, here we go. He's like being a good sport, but it's pretty clear. He doesn't like it. I wonder, like, I wonder what he thinks their best songs are.
1: Yeah. That would be interesting to hear getting on the show and then ask him.
0: I know James, come on, baby, come on the show. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. The band that I saw last night is this kind of college alt rock band called Guster. And they, their biggest Mm -hmm. song is a song called demons. Anyone listening out there, just check out the song demons. If you like that song, you're going to like Guster. It's, I mean, it it was like being hit by lightning when I heard that song. I love it so much. So the lead singer came off stage after they played it. He was just describing how different band members can feel about their music. And he was like, I never want to play Demons again. If we never play Demons again, I'll be happy. And the drummer said, I don't think we'll ever write a song as good as Demons. They, just, they were just coming from two different places, you know?
1: That one was the one ending up being their biggest hit? Yeah. Events? Well, yeah. They,
0: they dabbled in... They never really had big hits. They kind of dabbled around, but that's the one that, like, yeah. everyone loves. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so after Dirty Window... So at this point... Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing after Harvester of Trap, they started kind of roaming around, right? The snake pit, right? On those catwalks and stuff.
1: Yeah, and also they started that before. I think the first couple of songs was with Lars on front of the snake pit. Oh. so uh, Yeah. And also the guy standing with him over there.
0: Right. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And did you, were you able to caress a leg or get a high five or anything like that? I
1: got a handshake from James. Nice. Which I'm very happy about. Yeah. (laughs)
0: How was the hand? Was it, was it a dry hand? Was it a clammy hand? Give me, give me details on the hand.
1: Yeah. So it didn't last for very many seconds, Yeah. but I think it was a dry hand actually. It felt nice.
0: Yeah. Nice warm mm-hmm. dry hand. That's what you want. That's the ideal.
1: Yeah, and it it wasn't like just a high five or something. He was like he clasped it. Yeah, yeah. So that was nice. Also, I was kind. I kind of awkwardly put my hands in the air, not like going up, but with a heart. <laughs> and he said thank you, which was nice
0: to you, not just in general to you. He did.
1: Well, I like to think he was to me. <laughs> I would never know, but I don't know. He did look at me,
0: or my way. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Yeah. yeah, I, I never. I think I shared maybe one or two eye contacts with mm-hmm. James, and he did the thing where he just threw a pick in the air, and I just reached out and opened my palm, and there, got it. there it was. Yeah.
1: <gasps> wow.
0: One of those white fangs.
1: Wow. It was like That's the Matrix.
0: It's like everything just went. Everything just slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> I felt. I really felt like time stood still because I was just holding my hand like this, like in a fist. And I swear to God, it felt like it was like five minutes long. And everyone around me was like, dude, open your, did you get it? And I remember going, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. They're they're up there playing whatever song. And like like in a movie, I just slowly opened it. Yeah. And there it was. Awesome. That's a favorite memory of mine. But you got to make the heart. You got the thank you. You got the warm, dry handshake.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I didn't touch any legs. I did not, but I, they were like sitting down when they were doing solos, um, already on Creeping Death, I think, uh, James was, uh, sitting towards the snake pit playing a solo. And that was, uh, not far apart from where I stood and he immediately after finishing the solo, he gave this pick to this kid who stood up front. Awesome. Which is nice. Mm. And
0: for people who haven't been lucky enough to be in the snake pit yet, you really could reach out and touch their legs. No one, do- every Everyone's cool about it because, mm-hmm. I have a, well, first of all, everyone's pretty cool generally, but I have a feeling they'll bounce your ass right out of there if you start touching the boys. I don't remember them telling yeah. us not to do anything.
1: I think they said so, or it was written on the ticket okay. when we got it. Yeah, but no one really cared. And not Metallica either. So they were definitely going up there to be touched by their audience
0: yeah
1: or to make high fives or
0: yeah, yeah. all right so then you get sanitarium and bells anything yeah anything uh, special with any of those
1: well sanitarium was special because it's one of my uh, my husband's favorite tunes actually awesome from metallica beautiful so he was really happy to get that one uh bells i enjoyed that as well awesome song yeah but uh i wasn't surprised yeah it came <laughs> but, yeah
0: they tend to if you look look, like they tend to follow up some of the like they played uh Sabbath true after bleeding me. They're playing Sanitarium and Bells after Dirty Window. They're smart about how they put these set lists together.
1: They are. And then
0: they you get are. the only hardwired tune, Moth, which I think is I gonna be that's gonna be the staple hardwired tune, I believe.
1: It seems like that. I do like that one. Um but there are other songs I would prefer to have heard, but I'm fine with the hearing. What Moth. are your
0: favorite songs from Hardwired?
1: I love Halo uh on fire and also Atlas Rice is one of my favorite songs.
0: Yeah. And you got to see those mm. in Trondheim, I'm guessing.
1: Um, I don't think I saw any of them. We saw um Marth into Flame and we also saw um, uh, oh which was it? Uh Here Comes Revenge, I think.
0: Oh wow. Oh so was that towards the end yeah. of that tour? They started playing Here uh, Comes Revenge. Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, and also they played uh, Speed of the Bone.
0: Oh damn! So they didn't mm-hmm. open with Hardwired into Atlas. No, they didn't. No,
1: they did not play Atlas. Interesting. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Yeah, but they did open with Hardwired.
0: Um, I think another cool thing about the Copenhagen set is you got Sanitarium and Fade to Black. So you they usually alternate those, but man, to get both, that's so cool
1: i know uh it was um Fade is uh uh one of my favorite songs and also my one of my husband's favorite songs together with "Sanitarium." so he was just stoked to get both of those
0: he likes the slower jams huh he does he likes mm-hmm. the ballads he's a, he sounds like a, yeah. a sweetie pie
1: he is actually yeah you should meet him once
0: i know i wish i i wish he could have uh come to the show but i know you guys were dealing with kiddos and stuff very cool of him yeah. to watch the kids so that you could come out and yeah. see us play and hang with us a little bit yeah. um he seems like a great dude maybe maybe one day down the line when there's not a f- airline strike yeah
1: i'll bring you to new jersey
0: come to new jersey or you yeah can,
1: Yeah, moving into neighbor house that would be awesome
0: i know i told my wife i was like you know i have yeah. a friend over there that was like <laughs> we should really move over there but maybe we will soon <laughs> things are pretty yeah. weird over here for sure i know so Seek and Destroy, not one of my I mean it's a great song, one of their best actually, but I'm live I could do without it. But how did you feel about oh, Seek? I love it. You were having fun.
1: I yeah, I were having I was having fun. And it was also one of the first songs I started listening to after one, I think, when I first got on board. So it's special in that way to me.
0: Yeah, you'd mentioned that you, you got hardwired and kill 'em all were like kill some of all. the first two. Yeah.
1: yeah. They were. Yeah. So uh I enjoy hearing that one. And also easy to sing along with, you know. Easy
0: to sing with. Mm. Yep. Mm. Were you singing along?
1: Definitely on that one.
0: You don't want to be the one not singing along during Seek and Destroy. <laughs> oh. You <laughs> know?
1: I don't know what the rest were doing though. I was I think the whole experience was um I was kind of there, like uh I was looking at Ula, talking to him a little bit, but not much. Just listening or singing or just taking it in.
0: Yeah. That's the mm. move. If people are talking to me too much, I'm like, hey, I don't, I'm, I'm not, when <laughs> we were watching the Eagles at Hyde Park, I had yeah, this really ch- chatty guy and I was like being polite and then at one point I just walked away. I literally just yeah. walked away and sat down. I'm like, dude, I, I want to watch this show for real. Mm. Yeah, I tend to do that too. I, I, mm. I remember one of the only times I talked to Brad Blazik during the show at the Snake Pit mm. is I had a feeling I had a feeling they were about to start playing Rome. Um, and I remember saying to him, you know, I could really do without Rome. Like, uh, uh it's fine. And when that when that thing started, yeah. I almost started crying. Like, I was oh. like, I had this like <laughs> a way more visceral reaction to it than I thought. You know, I like yeah. just gotten done saying like, nah, I could do without it. And down. down, and I got a huge lump in my throat. I was like, oh my god, I
1: love this song. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so
0: they go off for the encore and. Hmm. You had seen the set list, so you you knew what was coming for the, the th- I, I did. what we're calling the thrash slot.
1: Yeah, which was also amazing to uh, to see, especially from like up front or in the snake pits because people there love it. So it was, I've never seen it. No. I
0: I think it's so cool that they're playing it. I would take that over all the other ones, cause, and, but I'm lucky enough that I've seen him. I've seen Battery, I've seen Spit, I've seen yeah. Blackened. Man, damaging. And I heard, I did look this one up too. Like, they have this, like, kind of intro tape for it too, with, like, the cliff swells. And
1: Mm. Uh, it was, it was very, uh, it was something special.
0: Big time. And then, probably, I've got to imagine one of the highlights for you, the song that started it all for you.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. So I, I don't listen to it as often as I did, but every time I do, it's like I understand why this one got me on board. For it's sure part too. yeah
0: and was it dark at all by this time
1: yeah by then it was pretty dark i think yeah
0: maybe mm. f- by y'all standards we were like we were already yeah. like <laughs> on a weird time lag and then it just would not get dark like we were just having so much trouble sleeping and adjusting to that mm. i remember telling ethan towards the end of the trip i was like i just want to go back home <laughs> where it, where it gets dark
1: yeah you should have seen in uh, Trondheim in 2019. It was crazy. It did never get dark, and their their whole setup with the screens didn't work. So you could see all these trees behind the scene and you know, the right. screens because it was too light for them to work properly.
0: Yeah, crazy. So. Because the screens, if I get, if I remember correctly, you can kind of see through them, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. kind
0: of. If, if nothing's on them, uh, yeah. One of the shows I saw, I don't know which one. I saw two of the stadium shows. The whole screen was working, but like one of the big panels went out. I think oh. it was like real glitchy, but it, yeah. it got solved. So you're saying for that show the screens didn't work the whole time?
1: Well from Tony, I mean it didn't really work at wow. any anytime, I think.
0: Yeah. I remember talking to um their lighting their their like guy that does all that. Uh, mm. and he was like a lot of the these like screens and stuff were James's idea because he he doesn't think that people just want to watch them play, you know, like he mm-hmm. kind of made the joke of like, no one wants to watch a bunch of old guys play rock music. Oh. But I kind of feel like I would, I would definitely be down to see a more stripped down, like tour that was just like focus more just on the music. Like, I don't really yeah. need all the bells and whistles. I like it.
1: They're very cool. Like, I think the screen for uh, Copernal or this, like their setup was very cool to watch, but I, that's not what I'm watching when I'm right. Yeah. I prefer to watch a bunch of old guys playing rock music.
0: <laughs> me too yeah me too yeah Mm. um so then they play one and then they end with puppets so i mean it and we'll have to see what happens when they get back to the states and play these festivals but it looks like this is the vibe for now The one and puppets have kind of taken the place of nothing else matters in sandman which is a-okay with me
1: yeah it's great and it was such a great way to wrap up the show as well uh with master because yeah it's such a great song. so and uh yeah He's many or oh, most people who listen to Metallica would know Master of Puppets. So like everyone enjoys the last song as well, which is important, I think.
0: Well, and yeah, I mean, at my age, I don't know how you feel, but I get excited for the last song. Cause it means that I'll soon be home in bed, which is makes me happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? I was pretty tired by then. Yeah.
0: Well, because was it super hot or what? Like, was the weather okay or
1: the weather was pretty much perfect. I think I, don't know this in Fahrenheit, but it was uh, around 20 degrees Celsius, which is like comfortable.
0: So some of the notes say: first time in 13 years that Trapped Under Ice was played in Copenhagen, and then this is the first time in 13 years that Bleeding Me was featured on a regular set list. Oh
1: yeah!
0: First time Den- Dirty Window ever played in Denmark. First t- man, there's a lot of 13-year demarcation. First yeah. time in 13 years, Damage Inc was performed. Last performed at the Forum. And the pictures look beautiful. I will say the yeah. sun not going down. It, there's this really beautiful kind of twilight vibe
1: mm-hmm. in
0: in uh, Scandinavia that I did like a lot.
1: It's nice, and it's better. It's better in the south where it actually goes down. You know, if you go uh, far enough uh, up, it will, won't get down at all. It will be up for the whole. Yeah, it will never go down.
0: Have you looked through any of these like photos or the videos to see if you and uh, Olaf are in the in any of them?
1: I haven't. I will have to do that.
0: Because I bet you are. There's, I mean, I'm looking at a lot of pictures of like the snake pit and stuff. Mm. Were you, you know, standing stand- near Kat and Sasha?
1: Well, I was standing right behind them. Um, well, I've definitely
0: seen videos of Kat and Sasha.
1: Okay. Well, then you'll pre- probably see me as well. Which part sure, of the snake pit
0: I'm- were you guys hanging out in?
1: Well, if, if you're looking from the band's perspective, we're on yep. the uh, left side. Mm.
0: Okay. I'm mm. looking at one now. I don't see you guys, but I've I've seen myself in a few of the videos, and that's always always interesting and fun. Yeah,
1: I will look for
0: oh, it. I'm looking at one right now. I okay. see Sasha and Kat. Let me see how to zoom in on this. How do, you, how do I zoom on it?
1: No idea. Dang it.
0: I don't know how to zoom. I feel like <laughs> such an old dude. I see Kat, and I see Sasha. I think I see your head right above Sasha's head.
1: You might I'm not very tall, so you might not also. You might see Olaf though. I mean he's he's pretty tall and he's wearing a cap. a metallic cap.
0: Okay, uh, I don't I don't see that. No but I do that's think okay. I see your head. Oh wait, okay. wait. Was he standing to kinda to your right and right behind you?
1: Uh yeah.
0: I see him. I see him yeah. and you and Kat and Sasha looking Ooh. at James uh admiringly, which is yeah. Which is appropriate.
1: Yeah. It
0: is. The, the 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 most common video that people have sent us of me is like I'm on the rail at one of the arena shows and mm-hmm. they walk by me and I, I just look like I'm not even really smiling I'm just like amazed oh. I'm just like
1: <laughs> yeah oh I think I was smiling along. yeah yeah it is yeah but I was just uh, I was just so happy to be there and also how about winning the snake pit passes I couldn't believe it I was so excited um and I, when I told Ula he was like. Are you sure that is safe? And I was like, "It is safe, and even if it's not, we're going there." And he was kind of afraid of being like uh, squished into, I don't know, like a lot of things going on and like it being uh, a bit uh, rowdy. But um, you know that the snake pit isn't a hard place to be; it's easy.
0: Yeah, I think people would be really mm-hmm. surprised to learn that it's actually there's actually a lot of room. Yeah, in the snake pit. So if I don't know if you can open up. I just sent you a picture in the chat
1: okay, um, check it out.
0: portion of Skype. And it's, I can't see you, but I see your husband. I see Kat and Sasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just to I, show you that it, that it's there. Yeah.
1: I can find the chat. Maybe I'll see it after.
0: Okay. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a pleasure to see you again and spend time with you. I really appreciated that you came out to our show. I appreciate oh, that uh, I've got another buddy to talk about the Beatles with, which of course yeah. means a lot to me. Hmm. and i'm glad you got to see our other buddies there
1: yeah that was super fun and i met plenty others as well from the forums and uh, uh yes okay now i see it yeah that's definitely ula um i can't see me though
0: i know i think but, you're uh, right behind sasha yeah
1: but, but that's i'm gonna, Urab, I'm gonna but, uh, send
0: you i'm gonna send you one more though that i found Okay, where I think you can see the top of your head.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will rewatch the whole show. Of course, I just haven't gotten to to it yet. I went to the states not many days after getting home from Copenhagen, and then yeah. Is the whole spend-
0: show available? Is it is it online?
1: Uh, I think so on uh, Nugs.
0: Oh, it's on Nugs, right? Do you have yeah. a subscription to that? Can you?
1: No, but I will have to just get it. <laughs>
0: I I want to talk to someone who has one and just see if it's worth it. It seems pretty Mm. cool.
1: Yeah, and if it's not worth it, I'll just unsubscribe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, hello. Thank you for taking the time to tell us the story of Copenhagen, one of the most exciting shows in a long time. Really, it it was. was.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you're welcome. I'm glad you came on. You were there in the snake pit with your husband. It's such a cool thing, man. I'm so glad you got to be a part of it, and now we all get to live vicariously through you through the story.
1: Definitely.
0: I hope we get to see you and hang with you soon.
1: Yeah, thank you. You too.
0: Hey, everyone. Clint and Ethan here, and we want to tell you about a little thing called Patreon. Patreon is an easy and interactive way to support the people who make the things that you love. For as little as five bucks a month, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast can continue to grow in quality and content. That's equivalent to a cup of coffee or a beer once a month. Not only is it easy and affordable, but we've made it a priority since day one to give back to our Patreon community. We've given away deluxe box sets, rare vinyl, black and whiskey, concert tickets to S N M Two and Slain Castle, all four of our cover our world black and EPs, twenty six quarantine covers, and Lunar Satan demos. Invitations to exclusive Zoom happy hours, the ability to ask our guests like Jay Weinberg of Slipknot, Lizzie Hale, and members of the Metallica crew your very own questions, and eligibility for our Metal Tales series, where you can be a guest on Metal Up Your Podcast and tell us all about a notable Metallica show you've been to. Subscribe to Patreon today and immediately get access to years worth of bonus content. Thank you for supporting the people who make the things that you love. Peace. Adios.